Hello, and welcome to episode four of Master Wu's podcast. All right, and that song you're listening to is called Informer by Snow. This song was out in 1992 when I was the tender age of eight, and this was definitely the number one song on the radio at the time. The kids, we all just loved it because when he says a licky boom boom down, it sounds like a lucky bum bum there. And we love to sing that lyric, a lucky bum bum there. Um, maybe your parents would know this song. It's definitely an oldie. And at the time, getting the song was impossible because you had to go to the store and buy it. Your parents had to take you to the store and buy it for you. And they buy it on tape. So what we used to do was we would grab a tape recorder and record the radio when the song came on. And you had to get it just right. Because if you recorded the DJ announcing, and coming up next, we have Informer by Snow, then everybody knows that you recorded it off the radio. You want to get it just right, where you don't get any DJ talking, and then you feel like you got the song. When I first recorded the song on my tape recorder and played it back, I thought I was the coolest kid in the world. I showed my brother, and my, my brother wasn't proud of me much when I was a kid. He always would just torment me. But in that moment, my brother thought I was kind of cool. It's one of my earliest memories, for sure. Hello and welcome to episode four of Master Wu's podcast. It's Wednesday, April the 15th, 2020. In this episode, and every episode, we talk about anything and everything related to Division One at Henderson Elementary. We are in our fourth week of social distancing to try to stay safe and flatten the curve of the COVID-19. Uh, for me, in my 35 years of existence, this is the first time I've ever gone through anything like this, where we've stayed home for so long. I hope all of you are taking care of yourselves, with your families, staying safe, washing your hands, all that good stuff. We have to be vigilant in this time, uh, and hopefully we can flatten the curve and return to a somewhat normal society. But in the meantime, I thought it'd be pretty cool to boot up this podcast again and create the fourth episode. It's been over a year, almost a year and a half since we made our last episode. And, you know, why not start now? It's a good time as ever. Today's episode is titled Life Before the Internet. So I'm talking about this topic because I was reminiscing with a friend about life before the internet the other day and how simple, how much simpler things were. And I thought to myself, I'm actually quite glad that the internet developed into the way it has today. We have so much access to all kinds of content and it really keeps us locked in and connected with each other um, during this time of social, social distancing. But what was life like before the internet and how would we have survived something like social distancing without it? So... Uh, this episode's all about that and my memories of life before the internet. 
I was born in 1984, uh, 11 years before the commercialization of the internet. And when I say life before the internet, that's what I mean. Before the internet became really popular for everybody in the world. Because the concept of the internet actually started 50 years ago, in 1969, when they had basic computers that could talk to each other. The concept of computers communicating has been around for a long time. Uh, the first time somebody spammed another computer with commercial email messages was in 1978. People were playing multi-universal games uh, in 1979, and the first time it was just a simple text-based game where, you know, people would type in scenarios like, you're in a path that leads off to a road to go north, to cottage south of you, and to the west and east are separate gardens, which way do you go? And then you type in W to go west, and then more scenarios come out. So people were doing that in 1979. That was entertainment back then. In 1981, there were a lot of news reports about the possibilities of what the internet could offer. Imagine, if you will, sitting down to your morning coffee, turning on your home computer to read the day's newspaper. Well, it's not as far-fetched as it may seem. In fact, both local San Francisco papers are investing a lot of money to try and get to service just like that started. Science editor Steve Newman reports on one person already using the brand new system. 17 stories up in his fashionable North Beach apartment, Richard Halloran is calling a local number that will connect him with a computer in Columbus, Ohio. Meanwhile, across town in this less than fashionable cubbyhole... The... So that's news back in 1981. You just listened to news reporters in San Francisco delivering the idea that you could click into a computer and read the daily news and that a couple of people already have some access to it. That was a new concept for people in that time, three years before I was born. In 1989, the concept of the World Wide Web was proposed, a network of computers all over the world that connected everyone. Then the web pages were born, and the Netscape Navigator was the very first program that could go into the World Wide Web and search websites. It's basically the great-grandfather of Google Chrome or, or uh, Safari, Firefox. And then a year later, 1995, is widely considered the very first year the internet, the web, was commercialized, where everybody in the world that had a, who had a computer could access the World Wide Web. Essentially, that was the moment in our human history where the internet was born. So now that we've talked about a brief history of the internet and when it started for most people, let's talk about how life was like before that point of 1995. More specifically, what do we do to listen to music? Now, at the start of the show, I told you about how we used to record songs on our tape recorder from the radio. But that was just one way we listened to new music. Another way was that we went to a program on the television called Much Music Countdown. It was a show where you would watch the most recent music videos and what artists are coming up with new songs. I remember when the music video 
Mo Money, Mo Problems by Notorious B.I.G. and Mace and Puff Daddy, now today known as P. Diddy. When that music video came on and they were wearing their shiny suits, I had to go to HMV or Sam Goody's and buy the album. It was an amazing time to be a kid because going to the music store was one of my favorite things to do. You walk into the, into the store and they have headphones on these walls with the new CDs laid under it. And then you can put the headphones on and play the whole album and see if you wanted to buy that CD. And you could spend hours in there because you would browse musicians from, from young to old and make a decision of which one you wanted to buy. Sometimes you bought albums that weren't very good and you wasted $15. But other times when you bought a good album, you would listen to that thing on repeat for weeks. So that's just a little window into some of the early days of my life before the internet. I really miss it sometimes because having to kind of work hard just to get a new song made that song sound even sweeter. Of course, don't get me wrong, I love telling Google to play Circles by Post Malone and it would be silly to go backwards now and go buy CDs and put it in my CD player or make a mixed tape. But sometimes you can't help but get a little nostalgia. We have some guests on this show. First off, we have Miss Jack Paul telling us about her life before the internet. All right, 3.15. Time to put my McCain smileys into the toaster oven. Now I have 15 minutes before my after-school cartoons start. I should really pick up the phone and call my grandma to let her know that I got home safely. All right, time for recess, Pepperan, Hey Arnold, and Doug. I wonder what's going to happen on today's episodes. Will Doug finally get a chance to talk to his crush in the lunchroom? What obstacles will TJ and the gang face? Oh man, the phone's ringing. Now I have to walk all the way to the kitchen to answer it. I wish we had one of those new portable phones. Okay, back to it. I wonder if Jessica's watching this right now. Maybe I should give her a call. Nah, maybe during the next commercial. I don't want to miss anything in this episode. Alright, 5 o'clock and the sun is still shining. Maybe I'll go ride my bike around the block or rollerblade in the driveway. I know. I'll walk over to Jessica's and listen to the new Spice Girls cassette on my Walkman. Miss Jagpaul, that was awesome. I share so many of those memories. After school cartoons, sitting there watching Darkwing Duck, Animaniacs, or Doug as well. Those are some good times. And yes, answering the phone when it rang in the kitchen, having to walk all the way over there, and saying, hello, who's this? That was a different time indeed. Thank you so much for sharing. Coming up next, we have some listener questions from the students of Division 1. Hey, yo, Mr. Wu, this is Fiona here. And my question is, what did the kids or children do for fun before the internet? And if we go back in those years, what would you be doing now? Thank you. Come Samida. Fiona. Thanks for your message. I think a really good person to answer your question about what kids did for fun would be Miss Bodner, who has a really awesome story. Ashley here. It's a Thursday evening in the 90s, which can only mean one thing. 
Gotta get ready for a big Friday night sleepover. It's my turn to host it, so I gotta prepare. I don't know how I can even compete with Chrissy's sleepover last weekend. She had this thing called dial-up internet. When her parents went to bed, we talked in chat rooms to people, but it was so weird because we didn't even know them. We could have done this all night, but her annoying brother needed the phone and kicked us off. Anyways, I have to beg my dad to take me to Blockbuster tonight because I gotta get there before the big rush tomorrow. When I called them, they only had two copies of Space Jam left. I also have some fun games planned, which include prank calling people. I heard that if you push star 69 before you call a number, it doesn't show up on their call display. Guess what? I have a little surprise for my friends. I found out her teacher's phone number. This may actually turn out better than Chrissy's sleepover after all. Oh, Miss Bonner, that is a cool story. The fact that you had dial-up internet back then, probably when not many people had it, that's pretty awesome for your sleepover, and it sounds way better than Chrissy's. And your teacher's phone number? Prank calls? That's really awesome. Can't do that today, because if you try to call me and prank call me, I could find out who's calling pretty fast. All right, coming up next, we have another question from a student in Division 1. Hi, this is Ava, and my question for you was, how did people watch movies and stuff like that before the internet? Hey, Ava. Thanks for your question. It was really simple back then before the internet. If you wanted to watch a movie, you went to the movie theater. And you watched movies that you saw in the trailers on TV. If you wanted to watch movies at home, you'd have to go to places like Blockbuster Video, a big store with all these videos and uh, cassette tapes and DVDs that were for rent. And then you would pay a couple of bucks and you would rent the movie for three or four days. You had to make sure you rewinded the tape. Otherwise, the store will charge you. If you purchased a movie or two on tape, then that's what you had in your collection. And for me as a kid, I would watch the same movies over and over until I memorized them. I did that for Home Alone 1 and 2 and The Sword and the Stone. And that's how we watch movies. All right, everyone. That's all the time we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode that covered a brief history of the internet and letting us share some of our memories of life before the World Wide Web connected us all. I'd like to thank our guests, Ms. Bonner and Ms. Jagpal, for sharing their incredible stories, as well as our students, Fiona and Ava, that asked questions for the show. That's it for today. Remember, everyone, keep a safe distance, wash your hands, protect yourselves and your families. Thanks for listening to Master Who's Podcast.